0: Good afternoon, Medical Education Podcast listeners. This is Kevin Eva again, and this time I'm speaking to you from beautiful, sunny Bayfield, Ontario, a resort town on Lake Huron that's hosting the the Bayfield meeting, we've come to call it, a group of theory-oriented medical education researchers that get together annually. I'm taking advantage of the opportunity to speak with Maria Malopoulos, who is education researcher at the Sick Kids Learning Institute and has a cross-appointment with the Wilson Centre at the University of Toronto. And Maria agreed to speak with me this afternoon because she's publishing a paper entitled Putting the Expert Together Again in the September issue of Medical Education. Thanks, Maria, for agreeing to chat with me.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me.
0: The topic is one I've had a chance to discuss with you a few times, uh, about the way in which we've studied expertise within medical education or health professional education more generally. And you've come at it from a unique perspective relative to what much of the historical research is focused on. Maybe I could start by just asking you to share that background with our listeners.
1: Sure. I guess my interest has always been in exploring expertise in real world context. So I was always particularly interested with literally going in and observing and watching what experts do in the real world and then going back to the literature and trying to understand how it fit in with the theories of expertise that were there, but also how that understanding could inform those same theories. And what I kept finding was that while my understanding that I was getting from the real world was a much more integrated picture, so I would see the expert moving back and forth between different parts of the problem solving process, interacting with the world in different ways that shifted according to the problem that they were dealing with or the context that they were in. When I went back to the literature, I tended to find all these different things siloed in different literatures that weren't necessarily always talking to each other. So not just medical education, but even broader than that, going back into the broader education literature or literature on expertise, dealing with chess or golf or those types of skills. So it created, I guess, a dilemma for me when I was trying to present my research into the conversations that were already going on or the communities that were existing around these conversations, because I couldn't figure out which one to join, because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to join one. So while struggling with this and, you know, we dealt with it in various different ways, I thought, together with Glenn Regear, who's my co-author on this paper, that it would be very interesting to actually write about this issue and some ways to think about it or the implications for research our understanding of expertise.
0: The title reminds me of one of the difficulties with the whole competency-based movement and we talk about these various roles or actions on the part of the physician as distinct entities. Someone can be a good manager or a good professional or a mm-hmm. good communicator. and Is this a reaction in part to that sort of Way of thinking about expertise or do the two align in some way?
1: This paper touches on this a little bit towards the end and I think we talk a little bit about those integrated discourses and what they might look like. The links between expertise and competence are fairly well elaborated in the literature and how we understand it and the constructs of expertise feed back into that silo view of competency that increasingly is proven problematic for both assessment and how we understand what we're trying to teach our students.
0: The paper itself then is not an empirical paper in that you're collecting data, but it's more of a critical review of some of the things that you're seeing in this literature. I wonder if I could ask you for others who are interested in this sort of theoretical piece, trying to tie a bunch of different ideas together in some meaningful way, how they might go about doing that.
1: What we tried to do with this paper was link it to the sort of discourses that are going on right now in medical education. So it was important to try and situate it in the sort of broader context of the conversation going on. So it links well with the competency-based discussion that's going on right now, I think. We also mentioned some other models of expertise that have tried to take a little bit of a more integrated approach from the education literature like the model of domain learning with Patricia Alexander. Mm -hmm. And then some research programs like Caroline Moulton, who's been discussing Slowing Down We Should, which also tries to take a slightly more integrated approach, or at least the different types of processing that might go on as an expert problem solve. So it touches on that idea that you're not always doing the same thing. We also refer to knowing when to look it up, which I believe is familiar to you. I've yeah. heard of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, looking at that issue of trying to understand expertise is not one modality type of state that we enter into and that's how we behave or perform across situations or across problems.
0: Okay. And so having engaged in that scholarship of integration and trying to think about how it all ties together, do you feel like you're at a place now where you have specific recommendations for how the research community might move forward or how the education community might look forward as a result of having advanced your understanding through this process?
1: Well, I think that specific expertise, What's interesting to me is having learned from what's been going on in the literature and taking all these different dimensions of expertise that we've learned about, Glenn and I talk about it in the paper at the end, is this notion of bringing in models of distributed cognition to try and understand a little bit more about how expertise works in the real world and how that theoretical framework might actually provide an integrated framework that we can use to think about all these different things and how they fit together. I think there was a very interesting review by Karen Mann recently on situated learning in medical education that I found was an interesting part of that conversation and what we can borrow from that understanding. So that's sort of what I've learned specific to this particular content area. In general though I think that because of my particular background in cognitive science and education I've always been dealing in interdisciplinarity and I find it particularly interesting to work and collaborate with people who come from different paradigms and think about things differently because it really informs and challenges me and it makes me elaborate my thinking around not just the content but also the methodologies that you might use to explore the same types of questions. So I for example have been working quite closely with Nikki Woods and we've been learning a lot from each other and she is she's a cognitive psychologist and her background is very different from mine both methodologically and in terms of the literatures that she comes from but I think that it's been one of the most valuable collaborations because we challenge each other and we learn from each other and we're able to Juxtapose their different understandings of the same types of phenomena and i think that that's something that i would strongly recommend that people do if they can if they can find those collaborations or at least engage with the literature in that way so not always reading the literature that fits in with how you think about things but broadens how you think about things which i think we all try and do to some extent
0: yeah, yeah. but Well, in fact, the group of us were talking a little bit earlier about the importance of these sorts of integrative pieces and pulling together information into a a single place so that those who aren't as able for practical or interest-based reasons or whatever else to to do that work themselves and it's there for them. So I guess I'd just summarize by congratulating you on an excellent effort in that regard. The paper, for those of you who might have forgotten from the start of this podcast, is putting the expert together again. And it's going to be in the September issue of Medical Education, as I said. And in fact, the work that Maria just alluded to with Nicole Woods, if I recall, that review was also in Medical Education in, in 2009 or yeah. so.
1: And we followed
0: up now with that. So. Right, right. More
1: to so, come. More to come. <laughs>
0: so thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing what comes. Thank you.